0: Hey, gearheads, and welcome to GT Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I am your host, Corey, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, On this week's episode, we've got a little bit of an emotional one. We've got definitely more personal appeal to this one than I think any podcast we've recorded up to this point. But I also, before we jump into all that, want to give you a little bit of a status update of what we're doing here at GT Garage Talk. So if you've been following us on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, everything, you will know that last year, 2022, was big for us. Our YouTube audience doubled in size. Our Facebook audience... (laughs) I haven't even done the math on it. We we exploded. We're at 55 45, sorry, 45,000 followers on Facebook and it is the big, biggest single platform we have to this point. And to that end, it's shifted a little bit of how we do what we do here on the channel. And we're definitely a little more video heavy and picture and blog post heavy than we have been with the podcast. Some of you may have noticed after Thanksgiving, I took a week off and uh, we didn't have a first week of December podcast. And you might have also noticed since the end of 2022, we haven't had another podcast. This is the first episode of 2023, and that's because this year I want to take a little more time cultivating the friendships, the connections in the industry to bring you episodes much like what you're about to hear on this episode uh, that are a little more meaningful and a little more purposeful and just dive a little bit deeper into the people of the industry than what I was able to do last year. All of last year. Essentially, I'm a one man show here from shooting videos to editing videos to all the back end work on all social media platforms. Pretty much all of it falls on my shoulders. Yes, Holly comes in and helps, but she works a full time job. And, you know, yes, Tucker's on the videos as well, but he's four soon to be five years old. So a lot of this falls on my shoulders. And When it comes down to producing podcasts that I would listen to myself, I felt the need to scale back for 2023 and to really reach out to the people throughout the community that I've been so involved in since 2020 to really get to know the people a little bit deeper and to craft these messages and these episodes just a little bit more. So... Yes, we're scaling down from 52 episodes to 12 this year, but the conversation, I hope, I pray, will have improved and will be worth your continued investment here moving forward because on this week, this month's episode for January 2023, we've got a good one. He is a returning guest. We've had him on two separate occasions that have both turned into two standalone episodes themselves. So four prior episodes of this podcast have been a conversation with Bryant Blakemore, longtime friend of the channel has been, as I mentioned, a blast talking to him both times we've interviewed him. The episodes have turned into two episodes worth of content He's very, very passionate about what he does. He is in the off-road racing community, has his own off-road racing network, uh, Tora Racing. And in this episode, we dive into what motivates him moving forward. I do not want to spoil any of that. And with that, I say, why don't we just dive right on into my conversation with Bryant Blakemore. Well, Bryant, uh, it's been a while, but great to have you back on, on the podcast with me.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for the invitation. I, I appreciate being a part of it, and uh, I always enjoy having a conversation with you, Corey.
0: Absolutely. We, You know, we love talking to people from all over the industry and it seems like, no, no promises on this episode, but every time we've talked to you in the past, it's turned into a couple episodes worth of uh, content. So we'll see where this conversation goes.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, that, uh, um, I guess that might indicate that I uh, like to talk about these things quite a bit.
0: It just, you know, it shows passion, and uh, that's what we like sharing here on the podcast.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I certainly have that. Uh, it's, it's been interesting the last, Oh, six to eight months or so, uh, with dealing with that, uh, some things have kind of changed to make me evaluate that a little bit differently and what that means and, and how it comes about for me, uh, as, as an individual, but I think that there's potential for a lot of good to come out of this and uh, a lot of opportunity for others to be involved and, and help help some particular communities out. And uh, I'm, I can't ask for anything more than being able to share my interest with other people and do good with it. And so I'm, I'm really excited about the opportunities we've got coming up.
0: Well, it, it's been almost exactly a year since we've talked to you, a year and a month. uh, So, so why don't you just kind of lean into exactly what that is, what communities you're wanting to help, and and we'll just dive right into the deep
1: end. Sure, sure, absolutely. So, um, as some of your listeners may be familiar with, I race off-road trucks, uh, and I I race them uh, in Mexico and out west and in Texas, and I'm uh, deeply involved in that industry uh, in supporting events and supporting race teams and, uh, uh, trying to, trying to rebuild my own series, uh, things of that nature. So that's, that's my, my primary interest. And, um, to get real personal real fast, um, in July, early July, I believe it was late June, early July, I was diagnosed with autism and that, has led me down a a path in life where I am working to find value and meaning and, and a place where I can be of service. And that also explained, uh, basically (laughs) my entire life's history of my, let's call it an intense fascination with cars. Uh, a lot of that, not the subject matter, but that intenseness stems from the way that I've learned that my brain operates. And and that being basically one of my sole focuses in life, you know, and, and places where I felt comfortable and, and gained knowledge and things of like that, you know, it was all automotive based. So that getting that diagnosis and and having that realization, you know, and that explanation throughout my life of certain situations and how I interacted in those situations, and uh, you know, every every day is something different now because I can view it through this different lens. But but it really helped me feel comfortable with what people call you know intense passion. Um, it has its downsides being being that passionate about something. It can take its toll on, on some things. Uh, but like I said, I was motivated. When I found that out, I was motivated almost immediately to try to do good with that and to try to use that to help and and use my race program as a as a tool for uh advocacy and for fundraising and for bridging a gap of understanding um you know and and so with being diagnosed and me having a race coming up the mint 400 uh coming up in march that I'm preparing for right now, well, I've been preparing for it since I, <laughs> since I broke the truck in December <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. last minute, uh, which I think we discussed on the show about a year ago. Yep, uh,
0: It was fresh news at that point.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, so throughout that year, up until mid, you know, up until the summertime, I was searching for an opportunity to add philanthropy to my race program
0: right?
1: racing and being able to be involved in it as deeply as I am and the connections that I've made and the feeling that it gives me uh when I'm when I'm in my car uh well truck whatever um it it means so much to me that I wanted to share that with others and be able to give back. And I searched and searched and racked my brain to try to figure out how can I do something charitable with this racing, you know? Um, and that the thought came to me, okay, well, let's develop a pledge drive where people can donate per mile that we complete of the race. And this does two things. It, it, raises money in an interesting fashion and it allows the, well, I guess, I guess it does three things. It raises money in an interesting fashion. It motivates me and my team to do the best we possibly can. Uh, You know, because not only are the people that are donating counting on us, but the recipients of those donations are counting on us as well. And, and so that puts Pressure on us, but but it gives us motivation that what we're doing is something useful. And in addition to that, to those two things, it allows an opportunity for the people that donated to interact with our race team and racing in general. You know, maybe they don't know about off-road racing, so this is an introduction for them, and they can follow along while we are racing on the live tracking and the live. Um, show that the Mint 400 produces and puts out live so they can watch our team going around the racetrack and cheer us on from at home and see the other types of vehicles that uh, compete in this type of event and, and you know, interact with the team while, uh, while we're racing through my social media channels and things like that, you know, and watch for updates and see what the team is saying about our progress and are we having trouble and how, how is it going? And, you know, if there's any opportunity when I come through the pits to give a short little interview and say, well, this lap, we did this and learn these things about the course and the truck and, and all that, you know, and, and it, it allows, it allows that interaction for people to be a part of the action without actually being there. And I, I think, I think that's valuable, especially for people that, are unfamiliar with, with my sport. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and I, I I think that's exciting, you know, and they, they hopefully will feel like the money that they're donating is not just writing a check and sending it off and, Oh, that's great. But, but they actually receive something from that in knowing that their participation by watching the event and by watching on social media and commenting and sharing and things of that nature is, is a value, you know, and, and, and I appreciate that. And uh, so that's why I wanted to do that. the, The pledge drive thing. So that leads me to what community could benefit from this type of, of a, of a charitable event. You know, how, where, where can I send this money and where can it be effective? Uh, I struggled with that through the first half of the year and then as I mentioned when I was diagnosed uh, with with autism, immediately my brain said, this is where we need to do something so let's let's find out how to do that And uh, I researched online places that deal with autism in adults, which is, pretty hard to find information on. So that's another thing that I'm hoping that I can, I can help, you know, I'm, I'm 36 years old uh, and I was, was diagnosed less than a year ago. Um, so I didn't know my entire life that my brain functioned in this kind of way. Uh, you know, I knew that it was different and difficult and things like that, but I, but I didn't know that there, that it was actually something. and, finding resources for adults at that level is difficult. There's not a lot out there, you know, and you can Google it and see that there are not a lot of resources for people in situations like me. And, uh, and so fortunately I live in Lubbock, Texas and, uh, through Texas Tech university, there is a place called the Burkhart center for autism education and research. I thought, okay, great. Let me contact them and see what they think about this idea and learn about what they do and provide to the community. And uh, And I sent them an email. Uh, I said, you know, my name is Bryant Blakemore. I race off-road cars. I'm going to the Mint 400, and I would like to attach some sort of charity to my race program to, to try to bring awareness and raise some money for y'all. Is this something that you think would be valuable and they responded right away very excitedly yes this sounds awesome when can you come meet with us Mm -hmm. and I said I went to go meet with them and I learned uh, I learned from them that they they offer a program called the transition academy Mm -hmm. in which their students ages 18 to 30 so adults are taught skills that they need to be able to be independent uh, and and live on their own, as well as learn about the, the, the job world and how to get a job and how to hold on to that job. And they're placed in internships, uh, internships that are oftentimes in a lot of blue-collar trades, which I found extremely fascinating. My original idea for for charity work was to try to team up with Mike Rowe and the Mike Rowe works foundation. And which I, you know, it's still, I'm still pursuing that goal. uh, You know, but I, but I come from a blue collar background. Uh, You know, I work in the oil industry and I found that looking back across the 15 years I've been doing that, the way my brain functions is actually advantageous in that career field. And it has Helped me be successful in in my job and and keep my job for such a long time and and things of that nature. So when they mentioned that and with my interest in blue collar work and supporting blue collar work, I thought this is perfect. This is the perfect place to to use an off road racing program, which in itself is built on the blue collar industry. You know, most uh, of the racers, especially the big time racers, trophy truck teams and whatnot, those guys have blue collar backgrounds. They own construction companies or agricultural companies, uh, you know, things of that nature. And so what a perfect way to tie all of these things together. And it just kept, the pieces just kept falling into place um, to be right. So, met with the Burkhart Center, told them about what I wanted to do and kind of how I wanted to do it. And uh, they told me about their programs and what they represent. And and we agreed that it was a perfect fit. And so that's how we, we ended up uh, putting together a pledge drive to raise money for the Transition Academy through the Pequotchi Motorsports Vocational Skills Fund uh, for the Burkhart Center. Uh, here, here in Lovick, and uh, and I, I could not be more proud of being able to do this, and also to share it with as many people as I possibly can, uh, you know, so that they can learn about off-road racing and learn about autism and how it functions in people and how they, though you know, people with it function and just bring everybody together, you know, a little bit closer to, to, to teach people that, uh, that, you know, we're, we're all a little different and, but, uh, but But we can all, (laughs) right. You know, and, and we can all get together and get behind some, some of the same things and provide opportunity for others and be of service. And man, it it's a lot of pressure to, to get my truck ready. And, uh, try to finish all 400 miles so I can take as much money from people as possible to give you the bird cart.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh, going back to your, yeah. th- your three points, point number two, that, that motivation for you and your team just to have yes. a cause bigger than, you know, this is fun. This is something I've wanted to do. Yes. N- now it, it it expands to an entire community of people uh, that you're spreading not only awareness for, but you're actually raising money for. So I think that's
1: just absolutely. Incredible. You know, and it, it it has been my my life's dream to to be involved in in off road racing at the level at which I am and the levels at which I hope to go to. Um, it's a difficult road to to travel on. Um, you know, there's there's a lot that is hard to explain and it's very consuming, Mm -hmm. uh, and whatnot. And, uh, and so being able to provide for others in this industry really helps me to not feel better about myself. I don't, you know, I don't want to come off like that, but, but, I'm just, I'm very thankful that I'm able to give back in some way through this, you know, that, that brings meaning to it and, and value to it, which is more than my personal enjoyment. You know, I, I enjoy it a lot. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult to do. It's a challenge. You know, the conditions are hard when you're on the course and getting ready for it is a lot of work and and um you know there's a lot there but have it's more meaningful to me that i can share it and and get other people involved in it as well and uh do something good with something that makes me um happy is uh is what i think we should all strive strive for you know
0: absolutely absolutely you know uh for fans that have listened to this podcast for years, I'm a man of faith. Uh, uh, It's been a journey for me over the past 20 years, uh, just uh, learning more in that realm. And just to see the way that God connects pieces and people and places and events, you know, it, it would be so easy you know, this diagnosis comes along to be down on yourself, uh, to turn completely inward, and I, I'm grateful for your desire and your passion to focus outwardly and uh, to look at how uh, you can use this as a benefit to others, and learn more about yourself in the process to uh, continue doing what it is that it, it has inspired you. It sounds like a majority of your lifetime
1: yeah uh thank you i I appreciate that um yeah it it's overwhelming at times mm-hmm. uh, there's been some loss involved with it uh you know and we're we're kind of <laughs> moving away from car talk but that's okay because it's yeah. i mean it's all kind of connected uh, you know but but i I am thankful. For the opportunities, like I said to to share it and be of service. and the the way everything connected to this endeavor just started falling in place told me that I was doing the right thing and moving towards the right goals with with it and uh, and I'm I appreciate that, you know, uh, it's not. It wasn't hard to get a hold of anybody and say, I want to help. And how do I help? And, you know, not get any feedback. It was really easy. And that's what tells me that it's the right thing, um, you know, to do that. So now, now it's on me to finish prepping my truck, which I'm in the middle of right now. Uh, it's coming along slowly and then for me to go out and get on the race course and keep it together and do the best that I can on it. You know, so there's, there's, we're not, we're not done yet. (laughs)
0: Right, right. So we'll we'll kind of pivot to the truck and the race and, and, and what that is looking like and shaping up to be, uh, this is your old, uh, Ram 2500, correct?
1: Correct. Yep. Correct. And it, so, um, we left the truck in, you know, podcast world. We left the truck broken after the Mint four hundred in December of twenty twenty one. I made a lap and a third, and I split the front differential open. <laughs> uh, it was it was brutal. <laughs> uh, we got the truck back to Texas. I took it by a performance dealership. Uh, Actually, a a Mopar dealer that that does a lot of performance stuff here locally. And they asked me if I was interested in putting a new power plant in the truck. And I said, absolutely. Uh, More horsepower is always good. Uh And uh, and so we, right. So we we dynoed the truck and it made, on the the old setup, it was a 5.7 liter Hemi. Mm-hmm. With a five-speed automatic transmission, 411 gears on 37-inch tires, we dynoed it to get a baseline and see what we were going to be improving upon, and it made 145 horsepower to the wheels,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> which, which is not that much more than my you know 1.9-liter Volkswagen Jetta. that, so,
0: that so. explains a lot of what we talked about last year with. <laughs> you know, being at the back of the pack and seeing all these clouds right. of dust come up and around you. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, that that uh, that definitely, it also explains why in uh, certain areas of the race course, I thought we were getting trapped in silt beds or something of that nature and had to put it in four-wheel drive to continue. Mm-hmm. And then embarrassingly, and I've never released this footage, but I have video footage of me in that area from outside the truck and there's nothing there. It's basically flat and not silty, you know, not very deep silt. The truck just couldn't do it. (laughs) So there's video of me coming to a complete stop on this wide open flat terrain. And I was like, yep, that's because I had no power getting to the wheels. And so uh, after that, the dealership offered a uh, six-point-four-liter Hemi, and that's uh, Scog and Dickey Performance Center uh, Off Road. Their off-road division, uh, which is part of the Scog and Dickey chain of, of dealerships and, and race shop, and, and all of that um, here in Lubbock, mm-hmm. and they've got a they've got a, a strong name in the race world, not in the off-road world as much. Uh, and mostly in the gm ls performance type world they do a lot of things but they but they're branching out into off-road and branching out into mopar and and gaining a stronger foothold in that stuff and i was thrilled that they asked me to to represent them so they offered a 6.4 liter hemi uh we picked out a 392 scat pack motor out of a challenger um a manual transmission car because it has a different valve train in it. It doesn't have the cylinder shut off. Okay. feel the uh, M- MDS or whatever it's called, yeah. which is an area of potential oiling issues, causing rocker problems and cam wash and things like that. So I don't have that problem with this motor. Uh, I was already intending on yanking the five speed out of the truck and putting in a more robust transmission. And in my research, I decided to stick with Mopar, stick with an automatic and go with an eight HP 70, which is the eight speed automatic. That's in almost all the Mopar stuff in some variant. Uh yeah, all the way, the
0: speed. The, <laughs> right? The nine speed's
1: terrible. Yeah. I can speak for mixed so, Right. <laughs> so the the eight HP family of transmissions is in everything from V six cars all the way up to flagship TRX mm-hmm. trucks. Um, it's in two wheel drives and four wheel drives. Cars, trucks. The Power Wagon has one um, behind the six four. Uh, so so it's. It's all over the place. There's a lot of them out there and the reviews on them are fantastic. Um, Everybody that uses one loves it and I haven't seen a whole lot of complaints or issues out of them. It's also used in BMWs and a couple other cars. It's a German ZF transmission. Um, And I have the ability to put it in track mode which will give me full manual function over the transmission, something that was not possible with the 545 RFE that was in the race truck previously. I had zero control over that. I couldn't put a tune on it. I couldn't put a manual valve body in it. There there was no ability for me to control that transmission, which is what drove me to replace it with something better. Uh, So 6.4 Hemi, 8 HP 70 uh, with with manual, the ability for manual control through a DCT sequential style shifter, which should be pretty cool. Uh, and then new axles, front and rear, both. I upgraded the rear axle to an 11 and a half inch American. Uh, same thing you would find behind a diesel in my truck in a 2,500. And then... I uh, upgraded the gears to 488 gears and I put a mini spool from uh dirty hooker diesel in the rear as well. And I'm upgrading to 40 inch tall tires. So hopefully that will get me out of the rocks and, uh, you know, give, give me, give me a, a little better ground clearance and put that power to the ground. I should gain roughly 200 horsepower at the wheels uh, over what I had before so I am going to have to completely relearn how to drive this truck <laughs> it, it's going to be an entirely different animal uh, than, than what we had before and I'm thrilled at the way in which it's, it's coming together um, we got the so I've been working on all of this prep work for the last year. Uh, I, I basically started as soon as we got it off the dyno, I took it back to my shop and started yanking parts out of it and, and getting rid of them. Um, last Sunday, we fired the motor successfully for the first time. Uh, that was an enormous relief. Um, doing, doing that much modification is scary and and with the time frame that i have left before the mint you know i have to hedge my bets as best i can uh to to get it all running so we fired the motor it ran sounded good no odd noises um awesome you know that was that was super exciting it was good to hear it um so left to do we have the transmission needs a little bit of wiring and then some tuning. And then uh, I'm waiting on some modifications to the computer for the motor to come back so I can reinstall all of that permanently. Uh, and then a, a few little odds and ends here and there. Uh, it's mostly together. I gotta do some work on the brakes and, and uh, then you know fill them and bleed them and all that small type stuff. There's a little bit of fabrication work left, nothing critical. Um, I'm hoping that we will be able to test drive the truck next week and and at least get it to move under its own power or at least on jack stands put it in drive and show that it spins you know and if it if it does that then I'm we're we're going and we're gonna go racing uh, and uh, and it's gonna it's gonna be awesome so yeah so it's been it's been a year <laughs> trying yeah. to get it all together
0: <laughs> so you say you know, Short of some transmission, computer brakes, brake work, fabrication, you fully intend to have that thing mobile uh, within a week or thereabouts. Uh, what, yeah. what then? <laughs> you right. said you had to kind of learn how to drive it again, how to race it again, because it is going to be such a, right. a power bump. uh <laughs> Where do you train? Where do you practice? What, how how do you get in the mindset and get familiar with this vehicle before?
1: Right. So. Show? <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna give your listeners a, uh, a a a a sneak peek into something that I have not said publicly yet, but here we go. I I only have after next week. I've got the rest of this week and all of next week, and then I have to go back to work. Right. And then, and I work out of town. I work away from my shop, um, you know. And so I I then only have two weeks of free time between now and the day we leave to go to Vegas. And we leave the day we leave to go to Vegas, which is March sixth is the day that I get off work. So I have to drive two hours home from work, put my groceries in the fridge so they don't go bad, and immediately get in the chase truck and load everything up and drive to Vegas that day, that afternoon. So, so I am very short on time. Yeah, yeah. And that said, the motor, transmission, and both axles are all new which means they are going to require some sort of break-in. Uh, re- recommended break-in for uh, Crate 6-4 Hemi is 1,500 miles. <laughs> mm. I uh, I don't know how that's going to happen. I have been unsure about this. So I have developed a scheme, and the scheme is I am working to get the truck to pass an inspection, be insured and registered, and I'm going to drive it to Vegas. (laughs)
0: Wow. You know, there's something to be said about uh, bringing, driving the vehicle instead of bringing it on a trailer. So
1: that
0: that is ambitious. But yet again, uh, going back to what you said earlier, it's motivation. You know, you've you've got that motivation pushing you. Uh, and it's bigger than just I want to do this. So right,
1: right. You know, it, it, it's it's eight or nine hundred miles to Vegas from here. Uh, that should be close enough okay. <laughs> for the for, for the break in miles. Uh, the drivetrain is a drivetrain that you would find on the street. It's not abnormal. Uh, you know, it's a stock six four Hemi. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing nothing super fancy or exotic. Um, it's in a basically stock three quarter ton truck. Uh, I'm going to meet all the, all the legal requirements to get it to pass inspection and, and all of those things. Uh, you know, and that way I can, I can do this, you know, on the, on the up and up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that was the idea that crossed my mind. I said, how, how, am I going to put these miles on, you know, I don't want to show up to the start line (laughs) with three miles on the truck. And I just, I just have time. I don't have time to attempt to put 1500 dirt miles on the truck and then reprep everything before the mint. And I said, okay, this is a OEM truck. So let's do some OEM stuff with it and get it back to to street legal and and then let's go racing and uh, and let's drive it drive it to Vegas tell the story you know bring attention uh, do something epic that most people will not uh, especially people coming from as far away as I am all right, all right. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: you know and and it'll give me it'll it'll definitely give me plenty of time for some self reflection uh, the truck has no glass. It has no radio. Uh, it has no air conditioning or heat. So it's going to be just me with a headset on and uh, maybe some earbuds connected to my phone and uh, and you know the purest form of hot rotting, getting back your vehicle and the road and you being connected to that, you know. And uh, so that's what that's what we're going to do. And like I said, y'all are, y'all are the first to hear it publicly. I have not made any announcements because it's not set that it's going to happen that way, but that's w- that's the goal. That's what I'm working towards.
0: Wow. So yeah. uh, you want to talk about an underdog story. I, this has got all the makings of it right here. It, a truck that was broken a year ago, uh, right? A, a DNF and was underpowered at the time and right. just a scrappy effort to get it back together up and running and going to be sneaking in there just under the deadline. Um, Really uh, putting the work in to make sure you, you get the miles in because I don't know if everybody truly understands how grueling motorsport is on vehicle and driver. Like, yeah, sure. It's going fast, but not properly breaking in an engine and then putting it in that kind of condition is like not practicing for a marathon and signing up for the New York marathon. Like it's, you just don't do it. And, um, so yeah, there's a lot going into this. It it will be very exciting to follow along and keep up with you for sure.
1: Yeah. And I, I, think, um, you know, and, and looking at it specifically, off-road motorsport it it's hard on equipment because you are in rough terrain so everything is bouncing around you know and and you're you're doing that for half a day without stopping and you're hard on the brakes and hard on the throttle and off the throttle and, you know, in and out of it and shifting gears and making all of the pieces of equipment work. And the axles are moving up and down as much travel as you have, uh, you know, in in the terrain and you're bouncing off rocks and you're in sand and you're lugging it down. And then you're wide open across the lake bed, you know, the dry lake bed. And, uh, and it, it, a lot of vehicles, especially if you look at the upper echelon, like if like you can compare horsepowers across motorsport. Trophy trucks nowadays, the top of the top are twelve to fifteen hundred horsepower. Mm-hmm. You no, know, and that's that's a significant amount of power, even in drag racing and other forms of motorsport, where they're only driving you know, a quarter mile at a time, right. or if it, you know, if it's a road course race, they're on the course for three or four hours, maybe, but it's paved and the pits in the same place all the time. And the, you know, there's no, the, the traffic is not the same and there's areas where you can pass and things of that nature. Whereas as soon as you get off road, there's none of that, you know, <laughs> there's, there, it's all unknown as soon as the green flag drops, you know, you have no idea what the next turn is going to look like even on the following lap, because the terrain changes every time a car drives by, it changes the ground, mm-hmm. you know? And so every lap is different and everything is different every time. So, you know, taking, taking a, a completely fresh drivetrain is good because it doesn't have any miles on it, but that drivetrain's got to be prepared,
0: <laughs> right? Right, and lubricated, and uh, and stress tested, basically.
1: Right, right. You know, and and uh, some of my goals with the new drivetrain are um, in the dirt, on forties, across the dry lake bed. Uh, well, let me say this: in December when we were hauling across the dry lake bed on 37s with the 5.7 and the five speed, we reached, oh seventy five 75 to 77 miles an hour. And that was it. And it took the whole lake bed to get up there. Uh, you know, that, that's all she wrote. Mm. Uh, I am shooting for triple digits this time. I want to see a hundred miles an hour on the 40s in the dirt in a 9,000-pound truck across the dry lake bed. That's that's one of my goals with the new drivetrain. And uh, second to that is I want to see an improvement of my lap times, my, my average speed around the course. I want to try to pick up a two-mile-an-hour average speed uh, around the course. If, if I achieve those two goals, well, one... If the truck makes it all the way to Vegas in one piece, right. we're, we're in this <laughs> Two, anything after that is a total win. Right. Uh, and it, but two, if I can achieve both of those goals, I will count the money and the effort and the time uh, put in for all of the changes that we made to the truck to be considered successful. I will consider that successful. If we can, do 100 miles an hour across the dry lake bed, and and shave a, a two-mile-an-hour average speed around the course off of, off of what we had before.
0: Yeah. Well, man, I, I'm excited to see how this all shapes up, and I, I know you're kind of working against the wire here, but... I I think with the way everything has fallen into place thus far, I already mentioned being a man of faith. I'm very excited to see how things continue to fall into place so that not only you are able to check another thing off this lifelong dream list, but you're able to help a community that needs, uh, the assistance, uh, in the process. And, uh, i'm I'm very excited for you I'm very excited for this journey and, and to see the next steps and what happens next and how it all how it all plays out
1: yeah thank you I appreciate that yeah i uh i i appreciate being able to do something with a purpose further further than my own enjoyment mm-hmm. uh you know i i i want. To be of use, you know, and I want the things that I do to be meaningful, uh, and and like I said, pr- providing opportunity to others and being of service is is really uh, it's, it's something I, I consider, you know, and uh, and so this this chance to do this and to do it the way that I'm doing it, it, it means a lot to me, and it means a lot to me that people find it interesting and exciting and want to follow along. Um, I'll probably, because I will be driving across, let's see, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and Nevada. So four States Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, on the, on the trip to get out there. I'll have live tracking going through some app or something that I've seen other people use on Epic road trips and whatnot. I hope that I, can meet people along the way and, and, you know, encourage them to, to pursue things that they find meaningful. It doesn't have to be automotive or off-road racing, but if there are things that people find meaningful to them, especially if it's a way for them to give back to someone else or a group of other people, you know, I hope that I'm able to give them what they need to pursue that, you know, and, and to, in, in addition to that, you know, my last, the last half of the year and this year, you know, I encourage people to seek consultation for their mind. You know, I think it's, I think it's really important to pay attention to yourself and, and find help. If you need to talk to somebody, you know, don't, don't be afraid of that and you know, whatnot. It, it, we're all, we're all unique and we don't have to try to do everything alone. And, and there's resources out there for everyone and, and you never know, it may, it may change your life, you know, and being being able to understand yourself will help you uh, interact with others and and interact with yourself on those times where it might be a little dark, you know. And and, uh, and so I, I hope that I hope that these are the messages that people can get from from what I'm trying to do here. And uh, you know, and and if I can provide just one person a little bit of light and guidance in their journey, whatever it is. I, I consider that the biggest success out of everything that that I'm working on you know Absolutely. I think I think that's really important
0: Absolutely. and uh,
1: yeah yep yeah. it's it, it's crazy
0: well I, I will say one of the biggest benefits of the events global events that have happened over the past three years are uh, the strides we've made in mental health awareness and making sure people can, connect with people when they need people because through quarantine and isolation we realized the importance of human connection and that's absolutely why this podcast exists we want to create and foster human connection around this idea of vehicles and our love of vehicles and Uh, You are doing that through racing, and there are just so many different avenues uh, that we can connect and uh, make impacts on one another and on the world around us. So I'm grateful for uh, your time today. I'm grateful for your friendship and uh, being able to keep up with you over uh, the past two years since we first met. Yes, sir. So we'll kind of close out here. and. uh, I'll let you share with the listeners exactly how they can get involved in this sure. pledge drive and uh, how they can keep up with the status and the progress and track you on, on route yep. and all that.
1: Absolutely. So um, the, the, the first place is Torah, T-O-R-R-A, racing.com slash charity. That is uh, the webpage for my race association and the specific page for this pledge drive. So, slash charity. And there you can find uh, there's a couple videos about the process I went through to work with the Burkhart, you know, why, why I chose that. and and its significance which we touched upon in this podcast Mm -hmm. there's another video explaining kind of how the pledge drive thing works uh and then there's a form to fill out for how much you want to pledge you can pledge as little or as much as you want per mile or if you just want to donate directly to the burkhart center a a flat rate like 20 bucks or whatever you're comfortable with uh there's a link to do that as well on that page so you can just donate directly and all of these donations are are um um oh gosh i just completely went blank you can follow them on your taxes okay. um so so they're all tax deductible that's the word yes. uh, you know and and 100 percent the money that is gifted to the burkhart through the pledge or direct donation goes to the Burkhart, 100% of that. Um, if you do sign up for the pledge, then part of that is filling out your email, and I will be sending out newsletters, probably starting Friday, to everyone that's in that has wanted to be a part of this. Uh, I'll be sending out a newsletter via email, giving updates on the truck, uh, giving some little product descriptions from some of my part sponsors that I'm working with, some of my partners in the race program, you know, explaining what we're running of theirs on the race truck and how it functions, and you know, the benefits of it, things of that nature. Um, of course, there'll be continual links to go back to the charity page, and then as we get closer to the event, uh, in that same uh, newsletter format, I will send out links to the live tracking links to the live show so that people can follow along and watch links to social media. Um, all of those things when we get on the road, I, I think the app is called glimpse, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but I'll send out links to that. So you can follow whatever the app is that I'm running, uh, as we're traveling down the highway to get to Vegas. Um, you know, I'll, I'll provide all those so that people can stay involved And you know, at some point we may try to do some Q and a sessions or something like that. So that people that are watching can, can ask some questions and, and interact in that, in that manner. Um, in addition to the website, torah slash charity, or just the Torah racing page, uh, you can find the link on the homepage for it as well. Uh, in addition to that, Instagram, that Guachi motorsports, T a. Q U A C H E underscore motorsports. That's my primary Instagram page where uh, I, I'm documenting as much as I can. Uh, and then uh, Facebook is my personal Facebook, Bryant Blake You can follow me there. Um, my friend list is getting a little bit full, but okay. add the event, um or just make sure that you're following along. I post a lot of stuff there as well. And, uh, and during the race I'm sure that I will be giving someone access to at least one of those platforms so that they can keep keep things being posted and, and update and, and interact with people and get information back uh, from it I've also this year it's it's pretty exciting I've, I've teamed up with a, with a few new partners um, scog and Dickey being the primary uh, Furch fabworks is is uh, <laughs> has done some suspension work and some other, some other fabrication on the truck well, we've changed the suspension design a, a little bit. Uh, so it should be a little bit smoother ride. Um, you know, I've, I've, uh, made a few changes like that, but in addition to those I've asked 2 I don't know if they want to be called influencers or not, <laughs> but I've asked two people that I know are involved in, off-road and blue collar type stuff to co-drive for me at this race. So they will be in the navigator seat and you can follow them on Instagram as well. It's uh, Yeti and YOLO. It's the man called Yeti on Instagram and the wild YOLO on Instagram as well. And I'm super stoked to have them involved. They have gone on all kinds of off-road adventures. I met them in Baja, and asked them to, to be a part of this when they were in Baja and they jumped at the chance. And I'm so stoked that, uh, that they're a part of it. Uh, they, they align great with the things that I'm trying to promote, especially the blue collar type type work and people and things like that. And it's, so I'm, I'm grateful that I've got opportunities to bring people like that on board and give them an opportunity to create some of their own content and, and, try out something that they may not have done before that's that's going to be pretty, pretty wild.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I'm excited for all of it to keep up with you. I will put links to all of that down in the Perfect. show notes, making it super easy for each and every one of you listening to get involved Perfect. and uh, to see just how this works. Uh, like I said, I- I'm just excited, and I can't wait to see how the rest of this story unfolds.
1: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to do another episode, and uh, Absolutely. I've I've been thinking about it. And if the if the truck survives the race, then I may drive it home too. So,
0: well, there you go. That w- it would just be poetic, right? Didn't finish last right? year, and not only drove you there through it, but back
1: home as well.
0: I- I'm looking forward to hearing that story.
1: That's the type of positive energy that I'm trying to put out into the world.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, uh, all prayers to you, uh, Bryant, as you prepare for this adventure.
1: Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it, Corey. Again, I appreciate your time and having me on the show. I always enjoy uh, talking about these things with you, and and hopefully entertaining your audience some. And at this time, you know, a little bit of call to action for people to to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves and bigger than me, and and uh, and whatnot. And I I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. And there you have it. just, I did not touch on it in the episode, but the word autism means a lot here to GT Garage Talk and the family here. Uh, I've got nephews that have been diagnosed. I've got close friends with kids. I've got friends that all fall under the umbrella of autism. And just to hear more about what the Burkhart Center is doing uh, through their extended uh, uh, academies. I, I was looking for the word, the Transition Academy and what they do, being able to, okay, you've made it through school, you, you've you successfully run that race. Now let's m- move you to the next step and gear and equip you for that next step of life. I love it. I love everything about it. I love that Bryant was able to be vulnerable enough, not only himself personally, to go and figure out what was different, what, what needed explanation in his life, but now to take that and give back so much more. I'm very excited for the rest of this story that has yet to be told. And to see exactly what comes of his scrappy efforts to get uh, the truck ready and in shape to participate in the Mint 400. I'm very excited to see what all we as a community can do to help give back uh, through his charitable giving branch of his racing and help the Burkhart Center, and this Transition Academy do what they do. So I'm I'm excited for it all. I, I cannot wait to see how it all shapes up. And I, I thank you for listening. I thank you for being a part of this family, of, of this community, where I get to meet people like Bryant, and I get to help craft and share their stories with the world. And, and for that, I'm just incredibly grateful for t- for you and for your ears uh, previously each and every week moving forward each and every month looking forward to sharing more stories with you you can keep up with us in all that we do facebook instagram twitter tiktok youtube everything at gt garage talk or just head on over to gtgaragetalk.com but until next month gearheads bye